Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to another episode of the Vamos Marauders podcast. My name is Benton. My name is Zach. And Zach, we got uh, we got some matches to talk about. We went. We got what? games for both teams. Season's underway. Well, we we went four points out of six. I, I think it's debatable whether the Challenge Cup counts as fully being underway or whether it's preseason. It's kind of a weird nowhere land. But hey, we got know, games to talk about for both teams. Finally, we get to attend them. So. As far as I'm concerned, they count. Well, we got season tickets to the first one that we got to pay for the other ones. So, well, you know, I'm going to be there anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, lots to talk about. Um, a lot of action. So let's get right into it. We'll uh, we'll go in chronological order and let's talk about the racing Louisville match first. How about it? All right. Sounds good. So this was this was a lot of fun because like <laughs> kind of like last year, we just didn't know what to expect. I mean, we know what some of these players are about, but we had several new pieces added to the team and the new coach. So there was a lot of newness surrounding things. Yeah. And so that made, I don't know, for me, it was very interesting going in. I just tried to keep myself free of any expectations, but I was optimistic that they would do well. Yeah. And I think a lot of new players, was- new coach, still kind of a core of players from last year, not like a wholesale changeover. Um, but a lot of rookies, especially, mm-hmm. and and yeah, a couple of veterans. So definitely had no clue how they were going to play, how they were going to line up, you know, formation wise coming into it. So, yeah. and I mean, all in all, like, I I I thought things went pretty well with all those factors put into consideration. This team still has a lot of growing and developing to do, but we saw saw a lot of positives on it. So you know, ultimately ended in one, one match and might've probably been a little fortunate for it to be a draw. But uh, yeah, I mean, we got, on the, we got on the board first. We kept uh, Kansas city from scoring for, for quite a while. Yeah. I feel I like mean, the buildup play and the passing looked a lot better than last year, even though I, I think the, it did not translate into as many chances as mm-hmm. I think we would have liked, but, but I think still, like uh, if you look at the passing network for the game, it was a much stronger passing network than oh, I think we saw for most of last year. I think a carryover problem that racing has had last year and this year is maintaining control of the game and, and kind of influencing the match playing how they want to play. That's still a, definitely a problem area, but I felt more confident when the moments that racing Louisville did get an attack this year versus what we kind of saw last year. I think having uh, Jess McDonald up there definitely helps. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> like, was good. I think she had a great game. And, oh, and it did seem like she was super in control anytime the ball got forward. Um, yeah, she was uh, 
she was everything she was she was built to be so she was a very exciting addition to the um yeah. to the team and i think you know, okay. for the most part the rookies looked a little tentative i think across the board uh, uh, definitely um um davis i think settled into the game a little bit as it went on but mm-hmm. um but overall yeah i think i think a lot of the the new rookies i mean it's to be expected it's their first professional game yeah so um i think it's it's completely normal to especially coming in and starting first game of your the season as a rookie you're, you're gonna be a little gun shy probably yeah absolutely and i think a lot of pressure was heaped on the shoulders of of Jalen how just how how much she was built up to be this this rock star and then how much we've been we're kind of just missing in the midfield last season yeah um you know that might not have been weighing on her mind but i think in the minds of fans there's a lot of expectations on her and again you know yeah. first match like is first match is a is a professional it is what it is i'm, I'm sure yeah. she's well, I mean, a bright future but and just think about like emily fox like if you watch the very first game of the challenge cup last year versus like last night just the difference in confidence that mm-hmm. comes from like playing in the league for a year and and having a a good season. Like she really, you could see through the course of last season, got more and more confident, like with her runs forward. Um, And so I, I expect to see that same progression from, from Jalen this season. And, and while while I'm kind of thinking of Jalen, I thought that Freya had a pretty outstanding game. She looks. It frees her up to play more of her spot. Yeah, yeah, she looked a lot more natural and fluid and, and more impactful. Not that she wasn't last year. I think she was good last year, but yeah. she was even, I think, more impressive with this first match. So I hope we see a lot more of that as well. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's going to help Jalen Howe as well, you know, having somebody else who feels comfortable and solid in that midfield. And that partnership will develop over time. And I will say she's not, she's not a rookie, but for someone who is coming off of missing a significant amount of time, I thought Merrick looked very mm-hmm. confident out there i think she had a very good game at center back um uh i thought her passing looked good like it did for its small small amount last season uh and she was very confident going into a couple rough tackles it definitely scared the crap out of me a couple times taking hits in and being slow to get up <laughs> but i was about to mention uh, that yeah there's there's a there was at least one moment where i, I was kind of holding my breath like oh crap she got she kind of got her legs taken out landed on her back on a challenge and i like got up real slow that that was the one that worried me the most yeah but i i think it's good to see her playing with a lot of confidence and like definitely uh, I know we had talked in preseason, like, is she more of a center back or more of an outside back? She lined up at center back for this game and, and I thought played very well there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she, I think she compliments Bonner really well back there because mm-hmm. uh, I think her, her strengths sort of match Bonner's weaknesses a lot. Like with, as far as playing out of the back and passing, uh, uh, so I think that does help take like a little of that responsibility away from Bonner. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I like the the center back pairing. I, I thought worked worked well last night. Yeah, and and kind of like you mentioned, like she basically didn't play at all last year. So if this if 
this is a good, like, I guess, kind of litmus test. Like this is probably, I mean, they're probably only going to go up from where they are here. You're going to see more of these comfortable connections develop um, with, with some of these players that really haven't played much with each other, I guess, in a competitive setting, I should say. I mean, obviously yeah. they have a lot of training time, but it's very different when you're on a field like Lynn Family Stadium playing against a brand new team. You're not brand new, but like new for this season. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, that I'm wrong about everything all the time. U.S. did play for Kansas City in the game. So it, they had basically their full roster. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Lynn Williams played. U.S. played. I think Williams had an incredibly good game. Oh, she's City. so good. She, man, it was just like last year all over again. She just lit up. that. If anyone other than Emily Fox was on her, she just – torched them like I, yeah. I think fox is the only defender we have that can keep up with her <laughs> yeah i remember seeing uh, neely martin kind of turn on the jets a couple times to, to get back and yeah try to address that situation because uh, i think if you look at the xg for the game it was really lopsided uh and on the kansas city side and i think lynn williams was responsible for a large chunk of that almost all by herself yeah yeah, just creating creating chances and opportunities. Yeah. And I know, it, you know, I mean, ultimately, again, the game was 1-1, but the XG yeah. scores told a different story, and I think it was pretty fair. Um, yeah. Racing Louisville was 0.61. Kansas City was 2.27. So and it was it barely even at the half, and then Kansas City had a much stronger second half, yeah. which and I think matches up with the eye test. They, yeah, and like, I, like they were probably unfortunate not to have – have more than one but i i mean i think you know, all think in all like that i mean our defense Lund, wasn't perfect but yeah they, I think played they really did well a decent job yeah and i was going to bring her up she i thought she did a fantastic job and the one goal that did get in i don't really no. fault her for that one i not to call anybody out but that that was all on bonner that goal because that was mm-hmm. that was a a pass that that is the pass you cannot <laughs> mess up the like a a slow ball back to the middle from the center back that, that gets intercepted is like worst case scenario for a defense. Yeah. And it reminds me that Michael Shaw, Florida Lee FC, he, he, and um, one of his write-ups about the match, he posted a quote from, from Bonner, something to the effect of that. She was talking about the difference between the game and in, in England versus over here in England is more technical game. And, and over here, it's kind of more based off of speed. Yeah. And kind of the difficulties with the adjustment of that. And um, yeah, he tied oh, it in was, talking about that moment. And I think yeah. that was pretty spot on. I think that was a more of a technical mistake than, than anything. <laughs> it was just, just a bad pass. I guess I'm thinking of a different moment then. I think there was one moment yeah. where she, she had to make kind of a, a quick decision and I don't think did so with, with yeah. enough speed, but. I do think the press, the press, it, it was the, the, the press from, from Kansas city got to her. Mm-hmm. there because she had a defender closing her out and and tried to check back to Merrick and there was already a defender in the passing lane when she did that so yeah, yeah. but yeah I think defensively Bonner had had a, a quite good game it's just that one 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 big mistake which that's yeah. that's that's soccer is you play really good at center back and it only takes one bad pass <laughs> yeah but to, I mean one one thing she did do really well is there was one day other goal, goal that they probably Kansas City probably should have had, uh, yeah. but Bonner made that goal line save on, and did a pretty outstanding job to keep that out of the net. So made up for it in some ways. Great game from Kaiser, I thought. Oh, 
Yeah, she looked she looked really good too. Like first game I, of the season is her time. Yeah, right. I think we got, you know, at least I'm going to only speak for myself, you know, get so caught up in all the new players that we're getting and getting excited around them. Sometimes you forget or take for granted some of these other players that we've had. And she, uh, she reminded us that she's still definitely part of the equation, still definitely a very, very exciting player. Well, and glad to see her, glad to see the new players integrating well with the old players too. Cause that yep. the give and go between her and McDonald that she scored the goal on was like perfectly executed. That's oh, yeah. like two players on the same page, like all yeah on a yeah. break. So, yeah, I can't say enough great things about uh, Jess McDonald. Like, yeah, again, as, as advertised, very yeah. excited to see how she, uh, how she helps kind of uh, morph and develop this team and, and contribute there. I mean, we've already, already an instant impact. But yeah, I, not the greatest performance, but they got a point out of it. And I think you can sort of see the building blocks there for improvement in the future. I think you see some more confidence from some of the young players that the passing was looking good. Like, um, yeah, I, I think they did not look super far away from, mm-hmm. from what I could, I could see the better version. Like I could see the better version of this team in that performance Yep, in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, having watched last year and seen this year, like, and again, putting it in the context of this is the first competitive minutes yeah. for this revamped version of the squad. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about this team. Are they going to go out when the when the whole damn thing? Probably not, but I think that they're going to make a lot of positive strides. And all in all, by the end of this season, we're going to look and back I, and say they're way better than the first season. Which and personnel wise, I don't. I don't think this is going to be the final version of the team either. I do think, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I know there is some rumblings that there's probably an international signing still, still to come that I think. So I think that that could change up things preseasonally too, between Absolutely. now and Absolutely. Some, but yeah. the early season. Yeah. I mean, just so despite some of the uh, opportunities that they might've had in this first match, I still think there's probably reasons for people to remain optimistic on this team and you know i'm just excited to see how this preseason tournament continues to develop for them um you know the more competitive minutes they can get the the better it's going to be for them but it was a, i think it was pretty pretty good first showing solid pretty it's fairly solid Solid. that's better descriptor yeah <laughs> so with that first match in the books we got another one this upcoming friday i like these uh friday saturday combos in the evening i know we talked about last week you prefer the uh the daytime matches for the racing but i just i like having a couple in there throughout the year yeah that's fair so next uh, up uh racing is going to be playing the houston dash at another one at lynn family stadium which is i think that's good that they're getting um first two matches are at home yeah. a little more sense of comfort i think especially since the first one was a lot some of these players like first time playing as the home team at the stadium yeah. Um, this is the second one. Maybe they'll have some a little bit of those jitters, a little bit of those nerves shaking out. So I'm hoping that we might be able to see some kind of early, uh, early positive strides. And Houston's going to be an interesting opponent coming in this season. I think because they're coming off, I think it's fair to say a pretty disappointing season relative to the expectations they had mm-hmm. coming into the year. Because um, I think the they had it they had kind of a breakout in that initial challenge cup year 
during the during the lockdown and i think had some pretty high expectations and then ended the year i think on like a four game losing streak that had them lose a playoff position if i remember correctly and they might have all been shutouts too so like like we're looking real good mid season and just sort of collapsed at the end so mm-hmm. I, i'm curious to see coming into the new year um like just sort of where they're heads are at how they how they you would on paper you would say that they're probably maybe the favorite for the group that Louisville's in uh but I yeah they're they're starting off on a pretty rocky start it looks like that they had lost to the Red Stars three to one so so it's it's continuing that streak ending the year last year so that's that's one of those like they get it together they'll be a really tough opponent but if they continue to play sort of the way they closed out the season, that that could be an opportunity for racing to get three points. Yeah. Ooh, it looks like they're at home too. That makes it a little bit worse. So, yeah, yeah. that will be um, certainly an, an, an interesting matchup. Still a lot of – it's still hard to predict some of these matches, you know, with how much change has occurred. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, it's really – it is really preseason still. Like, teams are not in regular season form. Um, it – who knows like how much each individual coach or team is, is concerned with winning this versus like trying out formations and things. So yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a real hard to predict <laughs> cup overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just glad that we're going to get to see this one again in person and uh, yep. hopefully we get some better weather. Has the weather was a- great for this past one. And we thought it was, that's, Going into it, we thought it was going to be terrible, and then it was beautiful for the racing game. Is the pretty- the city game where the weather got real bad? Yeah, the racing game was like fifty five degrees. The rain held off. Yeah, that that was about as good weather as you could ask for. for that racing. was maybe I'm getting my days confused. Wasn't yeah. the, didn't that I big think you're getting confused right with afterwards? the city game? Okay, look, man, it's yeah, been city a game week. was the freezing one, and it was raining. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I know. Racing yeah, I know. was the one where like the forecast had it to be the way worse of the two, but then like it just didn't rain that day when it was supposed to, and so it was like mild, mild temperature and no rain. Yeah, it was a beautiful okay for racing. Yeah, and then I'm getting confused. City, it, it, the temperature dropped like 20 degrees the next day. <laughs> Man, I'm tired. It's just we had a lot of soccer this weekend. I loved it, but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we get another another day like what it ended up actually being for the racing game on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, look, I'm just, all, all I want anymore is to, to be dry and above freezing and yeah. it's, and it gets pretty much my seal of approval. That's what you just got to go for in March. I just want it to be dry and above freezing or at the very least, if it is below freezing, I'd like to be able to buy hot chocolate in a quantity more than like six ounces. <laughs> yeah. Those cups were pretty small. They were teeny, teeny, tiny cups. <laughs> And I, I got they it have for, to ration out the hot cocoa. I, I had to get it for somebody else, and uh, they said it wasn't very hot, so it was more like a, a lukewarm oh, so no, a hot ours, chocolate. Ours was fresh out the oh, really? uh, yeah machine. I, I didn't even drink mine for a solid 20 minutes. I just sort of held it for warmth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any, any other racing thoughts? No. I, again, this was more of the first match for me, I think, was more foundational kind of get a first glimpse of, of what we've got with the new players, new coach, new system. 
And uh, I think the, the general consensus is like, you know, it was solid, still oper- a lot of opportunity. Room but for I think it's, yeah, it's really easy to see the upside. And I mean, I think all in all, that was pretty much probably where my expectations would be. So I'm just eager to see how that, that progresses, particularly I think a second, the second match is going to be interesting, like we were saying before, because I think some of these initial jitters will be out of the system. They'll have some competitive game tape to review. Yeah. So I think we'll have, we can make start to make a little bit more definitive of, of conclusions about this yeah. team after this second match. So we kind of know where the bar is at, if you will. Yeah. Sort of my Yeah, side. I would say if, if it's another 0.6 to above two XG game, against Houston that's probably gonna be a little concerning but yeah I'm, uh, if we I'm see a little bit of a little bit more there, I'm gonna be very happy yeah I mean even like what I, I just really want to see is them to be able to influence and control the match yeah more than they than they have really I guess at, at any point in their history for the most part if they're able to do that even just maybe I, not I even the majority like of the match but just the... more so the passing to be where it was in this game and see the quantity of, of, of chances created go up a little bit. I think I'd be very happy with that. Yeah. Regardless of the final score of the game. Yeah. So um, certainly going to be a very interesting one to watch. You know, I, I like this challenge cup thing because I think, I think it's a good segue into the, to the regular season um, versus just having like friendly matches, like against colleges behind closed doors. Yeah. That sort of stuff. So yeah, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings on if the Challenge Cup is necessary, yada, yada, but I I, I, I like I it. I like the idea of the Challenge Cup. I'm not a big fan of the execution of it this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think it's a thing the lead should keep moving forward because I, I like that they're playing a balanced home-and-home home schedule throughout the whole table for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think with the number of teams in the league right now, like – that does leave room. Like you probably need more games than that throughout the year to fill, to finish out the year. Cause that's just 20, uh, 22 games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but I th- think, I think the format and the schedule could probably be done a little better to integrate it with the season, especially yeah. with like the championship coming after the season starts. And that's going to, somebody's going to have to reschedule a game if they make yeah. it like, and also um, this is probably me. I, they split them into three pools of four, which means that they have to take like a, like a wild card team into the knockout round. I would have rather seen four groups of three and had less group stage games and, and just have one team out of each group, make it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I think it is. What it is. I, I I like it just more conceptually that it's. But anyway, that it's it should still, continue it's preseason but and it's not in this beginning. form exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think we can agree having on that. a cup is good, but maybe play it during. I, I I wish they would start move forward the start of the actual regular season to give there a little more, a little more breathing room in like the schedule and then fit this in during the season. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be mad about that. All right, well, let's pivot over to the little slightly side of things. All right, sounds good. Psst, you. Yeah, you. Enjoying this podcast? Like sharing global events and news with like-minded individuals? Love being a part of the global community? 
This podcast is part of a first-of-its-kind podcast network at thestateofglobal.com. With daily news and opinions, seven podcasts, webcasts, and more, The State of Global is your home for anything and everything global. Check them out at stateofglobal.com today. Okay, so Louisville City had their second match of this season, another home match. First one was against Atlanta United too, so like, I mean, like it's like a preseason game. They're not like these two teams aren't very good, but you know, a win's a win. They 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 dominated them. Probably should have been a heavier scoreline, so kind of ramping up. But Miami FC, this is, I had my eye on this one as a very early test because I still I think Miami FC will still be a pretty good squad. And especially they're going to come in here with a bit of a chip. They were going to come in with a bit of chip on their shoulders. Pretty upset about how things ended. Not to mention the fact they have a few of our former players. So a little bit known entity. So I was I, curious how this one was going to go down. I get the impression that possibly the Louisville City players and the Miami FC players do not like each other a lot. Oh, you, yeah. That, you get that impression watching these games and all been? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, it, it, I'm I, just I looking, I'm looking at the sheet right now. I'm looking at the lineup, but I see yellow card, yellow card, yellow card, yellow card, yellow card. There were, <laughs> there were nine cards. Six of them went to Louisville City. Not yeah. to mention there was like almost like the, 30 like the fouls. The playoff game total. was the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I would say that um, I think the commentators even said something to this effect, but it's a, a budding rivalry. Yeah. And I think that's, that's fair to say. And I knew this was going to be a, a, a tougher test, and this was going to be a kind of a good gauge of, all right, what do we have here with this Louisville City team? I know it's still very early, but yeah. to me, this is a this is well, going to be a big like, signal game. Even though Miami only only got three cards, I think they were extremely fortunate that they did not get a double yellow because I thought um, Junior, uh, their their right back, had. Got his yellow card and then then did almost the exact same foul, like just a couple minutes later, and got yeah. like a very stern talking to, but did not get that second yellow. And I think he very easily could have gotten the second yellow on that. <laughs> yeah, there were yeah, yeah, there were some, some oddities there, but you know, one way or another, uh, Chippy is a great way of describing that matchup. <laughs> a lot of fun a lot for of us. Cards, we weren't the ones getting hit. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think who. Uh, Oh, was it Amadou? Amadou got his yellow card on on that same guy a couple minutes later. On he was uh, running down a ball and had his head turned the other way, and Amadou just like took him out. And I think that was pretty clearly a, a like that's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was returning the favor for, for yeah. the hit he put on. Uh, yeah, they call that a they call that a receipt in the wrestling world. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's that Perez is his name. Yeah, I like remember. I, I know in the crowd, the, the the like in the crowd the night that they were not happy with the ref, and I think there were a lot of questionable decisions. But I think, man, I hate I hate that I'm doing this on a recorded thing, but like chippy games like that are not an enviable position to be in for the ref because like you got like you got to keep it under control and oh, yeah. like. Yeah, you gotta like you're you're working just to keep a fight from breaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, uh-huh. I, don't, I, n- I never ended the rough job. And so, and I try to be very level-headed with him, but there were a couple of times where I was kind of like, oh, yeah. get a little chirpy. And I'm pretty reserved when I watch these matches. But there was a couple of times I'm like, whoa, I, whoa. I will, I, will, I will merit that that was an extremely hard game to ref. So, yeah. 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 But, um, you know, aside from the sloppiness and all the fouls and stuff like that, um, that was – Another great that game was his, defense. That was as much that was pretty much as, as complete a game as you could have asked for from yeah. from Louisville City. I mean, by pretty much any any sort of numeric standard in that match, like it was it was Louisville across City's the game. board. They they dominated that game. Yeah, I mean you know you know possession like Louisville City was it was almost like a 60-40 split there. Yeah. They way outshot Miami, um, <laughs> created a lot of chances. We were talking about the XG element of it. So, and this, this was, um, was strange for me. So Miami FC, they were, um, they held them only to an XG of 0.35. Like, as, so like, as dominant as you could ask. Yeah. I so defensively four shots and only two of them were on target. So, yeah. but the offensive for um, XG for, um, for Louisville city, 1.23. I, I kind of thought that was pretty low. I thought that would have I, at least been two, like very bottom two. Like I thought I was going to be flirting with three because I mean, obviously we, I will we scored say, twice and there were two real big chances at least that they missed. That could have easily been four nothing game. Watching the replay of the shots after watching them in the game, there were several shots that just from the perspective I was sitting at, I thought were from much closer to the goal than they actually were when I watched the tape. Mm-hmm. So that uh, the that shot Ombi had where the ball got deflected on deflected on the cross. Yeah. I was sitting like directly behind where the direction he was running from. And so on the other side of the field. And so I thought that was like a tap in from a foot in front of the goal. And then on the replay, that was actually, he was several yards out yeah. from the goal when he hit that and it hit the, it hit the crossbar and bounced out. Uh, he had an open net, but, but just, it was a much, it was a, it was from further away and a shallower angle than I thought in person. So I think, I, I think it was fair. It probably, uh, the eye test probably maybe Louisville had more going than, then they got out of that. But I, I think I look at the differential more than like the totals. And yeah. I think their XG differential was still very good in that game. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, I'm not going to get that worked up on it. I just, based off my eye test, I kind of thought it was going to be higher. I think Miami is kind of exactly where it should be though. Like I am much happier about down. a second straight clean, clean sheet. Oh yeah. And also yeah, and- you can say both times, like not only was it a clean sheet, but they barely gave up any chances. So Definitely not like no, nothing fluky about either of the clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, some of our some of our defenders have had, had absolutely outstanding matches. You know, um, young Josh Widener has really grown and developed. He, you know, he's not even seventeen yet. He is still sixteen. I think he yeah. turned seventeen in May, and that just blows my mind. Like, that's some like Jonathan Gomez type of growth we're seeing out of him and. In this season, um, you know, West Sharpie has been West absolutely had fantastic. a lot of good moments getting forward in this last game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like about him. He was, he's got he's got a little, yeah. little offense to his game. He's as not well. afraid if if they give him space, he's going to take it. Yeah, and that's that's pretty great. You know, um, Manny Perez, like wow, you can't say enough great things about him. Um, he's just a machine back there. Yeah, I didn't. I, he is solid. Yeah, I mean, all these new signings we got, I was pretty excited about. There's good reason to believe that, like, oh, these are going to be good additions. But he's one that, like, like in hindsight, I'm like, man, like, you know, I was, you know, I was excited for him along with the others, but maybe I should have been more excited about him because he's well, uh, and also really impressed. Great game from Ombi. I think Ombi was yeah. probably my, 
I, this is one of the rare instances where the poll for player of the match actually matched up with my player of the match. Uh, yeah. Uh, because bef- even before he scored, scored that goal, I thought he was having a very great game. And then he had a really, he, he hit a banger. And so that means that he gets to win the poll. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, exactly. That. I always get, yeah, I always get all salty when like the person who scores gets like man of the match, which your know, grand X score is really important, but sometimes I think people vote just because of the scoring. And, but this is, like yeah, I was, I do I feel like I was it. validated last week in picking Prez as my man of the match. And then he is the one player that made the team of the week yeah. off of Louisville last week. So. I think that's right. I had, I had Josh for, uh, for, for last week, but I mean, I think you could have made good arguments for a lot of people. Yeah. And that uh, one, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Ombi had a, had a terrific match. Um, yeah. yeah um, I, with the way Prez is playing, like I, this is a good thing, but man, like that, that is going to be, a hard job for Oscar to earn that starting pot spot back once he's healthy. Like that's, that is not, a, that is, that is not an easy, just put Oscar back in when he's healthy decision anymore. Did you see that meme that, um, that Evan Floyd posted? Yes. Yeah. The, the one like where the guys like with yeah, his boyfriend looking, looking at other girl yeah. meme. Yeah. And it's yeah. uh loose city fans looking at Manny and Josh when they're holding hands with Oscar and Sean, like, it's a good problem to have that we have this yeah. like incredible depth. I mean, I know there's a lot of big Sean Tosh fans in the, uh, I will say in the fan me, base that are upset, but I mean, like for me personally, I mean, like one, I don't know what kind of shape people come in. I don't know if people got knocks. I don't know how people look in pa- practice, but just going off of how people were playing at the end of the season last year, I am super impressed with Josh's performance as a 16 year old right now but I, I do not think he's necessarily playing better than Sean Tosh was overall, like non-adjusted to age at yeah. the end of the year last year. Um, I, I think he's doing very good for his age, but to my eyes does not look like he's clearly better than, than Tosh, like at the end of the season last yeah. year. But it's- like I said, who knows? I, I don't know. The team is doing well. I like, I don't see any reason to like shake things up. He's not, he's doing really great back there, but like, like if Tosh starts the next game in, in Josh's place, I'm not worried at all. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of the things where coach Danny Cruz is kind of, I, I, I think, I believe he's kind of earned our trust is yeah. in we kind of need to trust the process a bit. I mean, we probably know about 10% of all the factors that go into things. Um, yeah. I mean, like, He's, he's the one there every day watching and dictating practice and kind of, I'm sure, making the determinations in large part based off of what's going on there. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust that he's, he's making the right decisions. And it's still early. I mean, it's only been two matches. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities for If Sean anything, it just means we're super in. deep. So once we yeah. get into Open Cup, where we're going to be mixing up lineups from, from like Wednesday to Saturday, yeah. I, I think – we can swap out a lot of starters and still feel very confident about the lineup. Yeah. Not, is, I mean, yeah, not, not to jump ahead. We got that. Uh, we got a match Wednesday against uh, the Red Bulls, baby rules two up in um, New York. And then we're back home on yeah. Saturday. And I would expect maybe some of the players we've expected to see and haven't seen yet that are healthy. You're going to see in that Wednesday game. Yeah. I asked coach Cruz about, you know, about rotation stuff like that. And he was, you know, as I kind of expected, pretty non-committal on that, but he, you know, he, <laughs> I was, I just like, yeah, I'll I, tell Red Bulls who our lineup's going to be. I'm just, yeah. I just want a breadcrumb of information. Like, oh yeah, we, 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 we might do some rotation, but like, you know, I get it. But anyway, I'm just getting too anxious. I should just wait for Wednesday and see what happens. But anyway, I mean, like, 
I, I imagine there will probably be some level of that depending on fitness, who's training yeah. well, different things like that. But I mean, there's still a lot of season left to play. So uh, I did want to note, did you note uh, in the second half after we made all our substitutions, how small our midfield got? <laughs> we had oh, all like the tiny wise? guys in at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will um, say just it's it's striking <laughs> to see uh, uh, to see Napo and Mogul out there at the same time in the midfield. Like, <laughs> and Ray Serrano is not very tall either. And Ray how, Serrano, yeah. How tall is he? I'm trying to look this up. Does this app not have it? I don't know. I don't think he's very tall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's but yeah. I just wanted to know. Yeah, like we put in we put in all the tiny guys at the end of the game. I loved it. Yeah. Speaking of him, like there's a lot of guys I'm really excited to see get like more time, like like Batiti Mushagalusa. Like yeah. I'm really pumped to see him get like a start and whatnot. I, he's, Which, I he's mean, be really exciting. Yeah, I don't know how fitness is and everything, but if he's one that I would I would say maybe we see a start on Wednesday if he's if he's up for it. Especially since it seemed like towards the end of the match, uh, Jorge might have taken a little bit of a knock. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to ask about that over the, over the next few days, kind of see what his health situation have we, is. Have we brought up Jorge's socks on the podcast before? No, no, we didn't. What is going on with, what did, or did lack they, thereof? Why, why, why is Jorge orders, why does Jorge order like youth size small socks to play in? It's almost like he's not playing with socks, just as his shin guards, like poking out the top of them. It, like from from where I was sitting, it almost looked like he just had they were just kind of taped onto his legs straight up, and he had like socks just <laughs> barely poking out, and like I think ankle socks. Is the is the white thing at the bottom his ankle brace? Does he have does he have two ankle braces on on outside the socks? No, I think I think that's like wrap, like tape wrap the uh, tape wrap, to secure yeah. the um the shin guard. But it's on the outside of the sock. That's normally on the inside of the sock. I don't think his sock goes up that high. That's what I'm saying. I think it's just straight no, no, no. On his I'm ankle. talking about. So if if we're going down from the knee, okay, we start at the knee and go down, like mid leg. Yeah. That's where we get to the top of the sock because <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing like basketball height socks. Oh, I then thought, see, you I go thought down. I thought it's just shin guard there. Right at the ankle, it goes from the purple sock to white. And I think that's like an ankle brace or something. It, mm. It's weird. It, it looks like he has two-tone white and purple socks on. Yeah, we got we to gotta have him on the pod and ask him about his sock situation, why he's <laughs> afraid to have his knees covered up. Yeah, we'll get him on sometime. You got to show off the calves, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, I mean, suffice to say, this, like, like I was mentioning earlier, this matchup was, a, I, I thought, like a big test, and they passed with flying colors. Um, yeah. I mean, they they convincingly beat a team that that's that you know, that you know early in the season seems like there might be a playoff contender, and that they, leaves me. They pretty did hard. not let them get a whole lot going forward. Like they controlled the midfield. Yeah, it's a a super. I, I, they looked even better in that game than they did in, in the playoff game against them last year. I think the playoff game was a much closer game than this one was. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is this is very convincing. So, I mean, and they they got the early lead and held on to it, and then and added to it as well. Like they didn't take their foot off the gas. They they were still creating opportunities up into the, up to the ninetieth minute, even oh, after yeah. going up to nothing. They didn't just sit back. Yeah, they were. Which I think they, is, they were hungry. If we had a problem last season, it was like if we got 
a comfortable lead, we seem to like really sit back and yeah. and let the other team get a bunch of uh, get a lot of the ball. Whereas I, I I was happy to see them even after going up to nothing, like continue to get forward and create chances. Yeah. yeah. And one other thing I do want to note is that post match, both Brian Ownby and Paulo De Piccolo made it a point to mention how well prepared they felt for this matchup that, that the staff had done a really good job setting them up for success on that. And then I even had uh, people within the organization commenting on how, how high the intensity of the training was this week leading up to this match in particular. So also I think they, they, they I mean, not like they wouldn't take any, every match very seriously, but I think they, they knew that Miami was going to come hungry and they, and wanna, they ramped it up. I want to give a big compliment to Brian Omley. I want to give, I know we don't usually do play of the game, but my play of the game last night was Brian Ombi on a um, a pass. I don't a pass that was way too heavy for him getting forward. That was going out of bounds, and he ran it down and pulled up a little bit instead of running full speed to the Ibans line and like sort of half committed to trying to kick it, and it it went out of bounds, and they got a goal kick because. I think three seasons ago, Ombi would have gone like 110% towards that ball and ran into the ad present boards <laughs> behind the <laughs> behind the thing and been out for three games after that. And so play of the game to Brian Ombi for knowing when to like not go <laughs> 120% and get yourself hurt on a he's, ball that's not gonna matter that much. He's playing smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yes. We're getting we're getting smart Ombi, which I like to see. Yeah. So I mean I'm as a little city fan, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I have, there's, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be super confident in this team right now. We were, I mean, I think a lot of us, myself included, we're very excited about how this team is coming together in the, in the preseason. And it seems like that excitement is transitioning into the reality. Still a lot of season left, but right now, happy camper, but it will be an interesting test because one, they'll have the Especially, first road match on Wednesday. And then, then they're going, you know, Wednesday, right back on Saturday. Yeah. That's I a think rivalry the, match. The evergreen evergreen concern is like, can the team eventually move on from the core that they've built in the past and get new new players in here? And the early returns are showing that they have done they did extremely well signing players in the offseason last year. Like they have a very high quality crew of new players in who are like integrating into the team well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, as of right I now, it think, seems to be panning out very well some room for for improvement with some of yeah. the new players though. I um I did want to mention that I think the hold up play from Wilson Harris could has room for improvement. I think yeah. It my one thing from the game last night that that I see could be better moving forward. I, there was a lot of times with his back to the goal like with a pass forward that he was not able to hold on to the ball for people yeah. to come up and I think I mean he's young like that's that's like an area I see for improvement is with his yeah. back to the goal. I mean, so I don't think he had the best night in the world last night. I mean, yeah. but I mean, part of that is he's, he's going up against like Paco Craig. And if memory yeah. serves right in that playoff also, match, yeah. I mean, that's like a test Cam, for your whole play. <laughs> yeah. Cam was even pretty much shut down. I think last time we, uh, we played Miami for the most part. So that was always going to be a, a tough matchup for him, but thankfully we have enough attacking pieces around him where we could still make it work. You know, it's one of those things. If, if one of your attackers is having a bad day, you want, you want somebody else around to, to pick up that slack and we've got that. Yeah. So we're not one trick pony, 
But yeah, as we mentioned before, we got baby bulls on Wednesday, which I mean, from what little I've looked into them, they don't look very threatening. Another MLS not, team. Not having a good year. Yeah. So, I mean, not Although, to write them off. Here we made fun of two teams that I think Loudon is technically top of the table right now based on all the tiebreakers. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can see how that one shakes out. But uh, yeah. yeah, New York isn't Loudon this year. You know, <laughs> baby bulls are just don't appear to be great. So I think the bigger storyline of that matchup might be the fact that it's an away match. And we'll yeah, see I how that works. For Loudon them. and Louisville City, the only two teams left that haven't given up a goal yet. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the, um, we'll play Indy on Saturday, which they're uh, there. I think they're still going through a little bit of growing pains, some transition with the new, uh, new regime, a lot of new, uh, new additions. So who knows how competitive they'll be. I mean, again, they weren't good last year, but they, uh, they, they did well against us. Unfortunately. They had good I mean, results against us. Yeah. And anything could happen. So let's see. That's, that's, I mean, what you want to see from a rivalry game is is competitiveness, even when teams are not having great years. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, so we'll see. But I mean, I think the the main takeaway is that uh, Little City fans are are happy campers, and hopefully they'll continue to be. So. That was uh, that was most of the items that I went to cover. Um, Zach, is there anything that uh, that I'm omitting? Or that you went to bring up? Have we talked about the teeny, 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 tiny hot chocolates they sold? <laughs> you that, up, but... that Louisville City game was freezing cold but again. Hopefully, hopefully you won't need any more hot chocolate for this. Yeah, hopefully not. But if we have some more cold games, maybe get me some bigger cups. Yeah, we'll see. But hopefully they're, uh, hopefully they're more comfortable temperatures. If anything, hot weather will be coming. And I mean, props to the to the TE bar themed uh, <laughs> uh, T bar themed pop up for uh, for getting the the hot cider and the hot chocolates. Yeah, Saturday. So yeah, it looks like they have some fun drinks. I gotta uh, so I gotta scoop that new standout. So, all right, man. Well, I think we will call the wraps here. All right. We got, what do we do? We did a four, four out of six points this weekend. Not too shabby. A lot to look forward to. Good, yeah. good times, I think, on both a lot, sides. A lot of reason to be optimistic, yes. Still a lot of soccer left. So, and I, for one, am happy. Happy, happy, happy. So. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Thank you, as always, to the state of Louisville for hosting this wonderful podcast. If you guys want to Follow me, listen to my ramblings and whatnot. Check out my website, vamosmorados.com, or follow me on the Twitter at purplescf. And I'm I'm Zach again. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Zach W Allen. I don't have a sports website, but I did I did help out on another predictions article uh, over at State of Louisville, so you can check that out with Michael. Yeah, you did I like when you and Michael do this? Also, I I actually did a good prediction because I my pick for uh, uh, leading goal scorer for the Challenge Cup was Kaiser, so that's off to oh. a good start. There you go. So, maybe, maybe maybe this is the season I turn it around, and I, I'm not sarcastically good at predictions. I'm actually well, what's, actually um, get some stuff right. What's the saying? I, I, even a broken clock is uh, right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, well, none please. of my predictions were wrong before the article posted, so. That's an improvement. Yeah, moving in the right direction. So, all right, let's let these fine um, folks move on and get to the next podcast in their queue. But 
as always, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch up with you guys next week when we talk about some more racing Louisville and Louisville City action. Vamos Morados and Vamos Lavanda. Bye, y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.